0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the PropSwap podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein. And Luke Pergandi, And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got a, another great episode for you. Uh, we will get into a little NFL recap. Uh, we'll talk briefly uh, about the Ryder Cup. Um, but first, I thought we would talk about uh, MLB playoffs, uh, the begin finally this week, uh, the hunt for Red October. Um, and uh, before we kind of get into the playoffs, I thought we'd kind of touch on a couple of these uh, division races and wild card races uh, at the end of the season. And, you know, it's, it's not just the values of these tickets and um, for World Series are not. They don't just fluctuate during the playoffs, but they're obviously fluctuating uh right up until the end of the regular season. Um, and then obviously, of course, there are there are other division races um as, as well. And so I thought I'd start off on a on a high note for you, Luke. Um, the Cubs uh did not make the playoffs. Oh, um they lost twelve of their last 17 games, uh, including five of their last six, uh, to blow a wild card spot. And um they are going to miss the playoffs with the fourth best run differential in the national league. Um, so it's like Braves Dodgers. Um, I forget who the third is and then, and then the Cubs. Um, and so, um, Phillies maybe, Phillies maybe could be the, and it's not the Brewers yet, but it could be the Phillies. Um, but, and either way, um, the Cubs are your account. So, uh, what was the, what's the feeling like in Chicago, um, about the Cubs?
1: Yeah. I mean, we talked about this a couple episodes straight now, so I won't, uh, much, much of the same is the problem. Just total collapse. You know, I think for the first half of the season, they were irrelevant. The Cubs were, so it was almost like this was found money, uh, over (laughs) the last, you know, 80 days where it's like, oh, wow. we thought this team was left for dead. Fast forward to late July, they started to pick it up and and win some games. Cody Bellinger finally decided to start playing baseball. He was pretty bad in the first third of the season. Dan Speed Swanson, our shortstop, still didn't play that well in the second half of the season, but better relative to the first half. So my point is, it was kind of like found money where we're like, all right, we thought the season was over, and now it seems like they're going to make the playoffs. Any playoff result would have been fun, but... To see also that get ripped away in addition to, you know, we'll of course talk about the Bears briefly um, and their historic loss, just a really rough spot for Chicago sports. And then factor in Damian Lillard going to our northern rival, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Bucks and the Bulls don't have a, an enormous basketball rivalry, but Illinois and Wisconsin have a huge rivalry in sports. So to see that superstar go to Wisconsin all in the same week, pretty, uh, pretty rough month for Chicago.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it's. We, we, I'm not even gonna get into the Bulls in, in that situation, but um, but one of those losses down the stretch that stuck out to me was the game against the Braves, where Cubs were up six zero below the lead, and then um, Suzuki, you know, um, who's who's had a, uh, a good season, um, drops the fly ball, um, that loses a game, and then there was another game where um, I think they're in extras and Acuna steals like his 70th base of the season which you know some record or whatever And it's so, like they like stop the game they like take the base out and then like the, and the next pitch is 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 a uh is a game winning base hit to win the game and so uh there was just a it wasn't it wasn't just you know again typical cups it wasn't just losing these games it was like losing them in in brutal fashion so um typical kind of typical cubs and, and that's usually that's, that's the cubs that me and you grew up kind of sure. knowing you know twenty sixteen was the was the uh the outlier. Was the outlier there. Yep. Um but speaking of of blowing leads um the Texas Rangers um they were my my staker swap pick last week and um yeah uh they let me down. So I'm um, granted they are still making the playoffs, but you know, we recorded last Monday on last Monday the Rangers were minus six hundred to win the division. Um Astros were uh, plus 700 Um, but after we recorded the Rangers lost four of their last six games um, and uh, the Astros went on to to win the AL West and um, the reason why I bring this up is that back in August we talked about a customer who sold a $9,400 collect amount Rangers AL AL West ticket for $4,850. but as we mentioned, then that was after rejecting a bid that was $800 higher uh, days earlier. But that ticket could have been resold for $8,000 last week. Uh, the person who bought it for 48 50 could have resold it for $8,000. They did not. Um, and I sincerely hope that the at least put some money down on the Astros at some point or another. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that... That was the AL West was by far the craziest kind of race throughout the season. And it was really a three-team race for the last couple of months.
1: Yeah. I mean, interesting that they're both, you know, in large cities in Texas, of course. Um, Yeah, man. Collapsed by the Rangers. I'm happy they're still getting in. So Texas plays Tampa uh, and then Minnesota plays Toronto. Um, and I'm happy they still got in for our, from our perspective, we want underdogs always, of course. And the Rangers were 101, if not higher to win the world series. So, um, you know, I'm glad that they didn't miss altogether. That would have been the worst outcome.
0: Yeah. Well, and the key thing here is that the way the, the baseball playoffs are working now and and they've changed like three different times in the last four years, but the way it works now is, uh, six teams get in. Um, but the, you know three division winners and three wild card teams but the the best two records in the league get like a first round bye and so the um the rangers and astros uh both had way better records than the twins and so it was this thing of like yeah, I mean, obviously losing the division title sucks, but it's the difference between having a first round bye and going to play the Tampa Bay Rays who yeah. had the best run differential in the entire or at least in the entire, entire AL. I'm not sure about the entire league, but the entire in, in the AL. Yeah, so they're, they're a great team. Um, that's a tough and and because um, yeah, I believe the Rays had the better have the better um, record. I believe the Rays are going to have home field uh, in this in this series. Um, they do. Yeah. So that's a that's a tough right. I mean, you have they have that in the in the in the grasp of their hand. Um, you know, the minus six hundred division, and then also their um, their World Series odds. When when I gave them out on stake or swap last week, I believe they were ten to one um, to win the World Series, and now they are twenty two to one. So um, it's a huge difference between um, like I said, first round by versus having to go on the road to play the Rays. Yeah. It's a good point. Uh I don't think many
1: teams want to play the Rays. The Rays odds are uh eight to one at
0: Caesars <laughs> Rays to win the World Series are eight to one. Yeah. I mean and and then meanwhile, you know, the reverse happened for the Astros. Uh and so um could be just yeah, on another path for, for the Astros uh to win the AL. However, another team, uh, you know, you mentioned long shots, hundred to one. Um another team that we we really haven't discussed uh That much on this podcast so far are the baltimore orioles um who for my money they're the best story in in baseball um more so than the than the rangers um so the orioles uh best record in the american league um they they won their first division title since 2014 and their first 100 win uh season since 1980 and so um just a side note uh last week a buddy of mine texted me he bet 50 bucks on the O's to win the AL East back in April, like during the, the Rays had this like kind of historic, uh, start to the season. And so like during April, during that run, he bet 50 bucks on the O's to win the AL East at a hundred to one. Um, and, uh, he just, you know, it was, and so this was after the end one he texted me and he was like, and he was like, uh, you know, if, if it got kind of like nitty gritty down to the end, I was, I was thinking of selling, but the O's man, like the kept that lead like v did not waver at any point they had they they got that lead maybe a month or two ago and and sustained it and you know really we're not in any serious threat of, of of losing that division title so um hats off to uh to my buddy who cashed for five g's on that ticket
1: incredible Posted on our instagram if anyone hasn't seen it go check it out um baltimore baltimore had 110 losses in 2021 like just COVID year, the year before that 108 losses, 2019, 115 losses, 2018. I mean, just a dumpster fire of a baseball franchise. And for them to do this, this year have 101 wins is, is just a turnaround story for the ages. So super, super cool. Of course, your, your mother lives out there. We've seen the stadium, beautiful baseball stadium. I've never seen a a game live out there, but I agree, man. I'm that's, that's,
0: that's the story of baseball so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the Orioles did the thing that the white sox by White Sox keep saying they're gonna do, which is like you know tank, get a bunch of young studs, and then like build around like that that kind of like young core and the White Sox have failed miserably um at at that at that goal um but the Orioles did that, you know that's what they did and and you know to your point, they had a horrible season two years ago and and like with well, you know Adley Rushman's obviously a stud, and they they have a bunch of young talent and. And so uh, kudos to them. But um, kind of one last thing on baseball before we uh, move on. We have a customer um, with a $2,000 hundred dollar hundred to one Orioles World Series ticket. Um, this customer had it up for sale for a while um, and uh, it is now currently uh, off the marketplace. But uh, the current market value is 25Gs, 25 G's, $25,000. Um, with the Orioles at seven to one odds to win the World Series. Um, Like I mentioned currently not for sale but if anyone listening or watching um, is interested uh, in that ticket let us know because um, we are happy you know to reach out to to the seller if uh, if you're interested for 25 or or want to submit a bid um, we are happy to uh, to do that on on your behalf but uh, yeah that's a it's a nice ticket our
1: COO Mark might know some guys out in Baltimore we should we should ask him
0: Yeah. Um, yeah man I mean we will see how you know if I, I i have to imagine that the sentiment is like oh like good story but like no way the Orioles are actually going to do anything because they haven't seen it and so it'll be interesting to see if um so i believe what they, they would play the winner of uh twins so, of twins um blue jays and so I, I,
1: I think it's flip texas and tampa is the bracket i'm watching now
0: okay um but you know if they can get a couple wins uh and people want you know all, all these people who you know may not have Watched a lot of their games during the season because, like, I don't think they were scheduled for any of those, you know, primetime national games. Um, we'll see if maybe the, the sentiment starts to flip from buyers being like, Oh, you went know actually, this team is legit and they do have a shot to, uh, to win it all. Completely agree. Uh, <clears throat> um, moving on, uh, just wanted to talk briefly about the Ryder Cup, uh, which, uh, happened over the weekend. Um, Europe won, uh, rather convincingly. And I was disappointed because I was like super pumped um, heading into it. Um, if if you've never watched the Ryder Cup, um, it's it's a ton of fun. There's like the crowds going wild. You know, I'm not gonna say it's it's um, you know Phoenix Open level, but like it's it's definitely up there in terms of like crowd yeah. loudness and rowdiness, and like it's like the one time fans get to like kind of like root against a bunch of golfers, right? Because like usually it's like oh like golf fans are like, I want to see good golf shots, right? I'm just, I'm just here for good golf. But like Ryder cup is like, no, I'm rooting actively against these guys and rooting for those guys. And, um, it's a lot of fun. So I was super pumped for it, stayed up late Thursday night to kind of watch the beginning of the, um, of the, uh, the first, uh, you know, four matches, um, because it was being played in, in Rome and uh when i went to bed usa was down in all four matches and i was like mm. i was like not off to not off to a great start and then when i woke up i was like yeah, actually yeah like europe's up you know 6-1 or whatever after after day 1 um and you know on paper usa had the way better team but as as with a lot of these different rider cups um europe just had better like team cohesiveness and like you know Patrick Cantley was getting into it with Rory and like I guarantee you Brooks Kepka hates Patrick Cantley. you know they're you know they're both on the US like um so I'm not sure, again I didn't really get to watch a lot of it cuz it was in the middle of the night but I do have a feeling that like the USA team members did not like each other and that may have um trickled into the into the tournament um and then just one kind of other interesting note um like I said Europe won Rory had the most individual points which he was like one of the favorites to do so but max homa um was the top u.s point scorer um and this was obviously his first Ryder cup and he was nine to one uh before the tournament to uh to be the the top u.s point scorer so kudos to uh any uh homo homosexuals out there who uh <laughs> who uh who took that bet not many. Um, uh,
1: I I have a girlfriend that's very good friends with them. Not too many Jewish golfers on the tour, but uh, Homa is one of them. So um, he's a L.A. guy, lives in Scottsdale now, went to Berkeley. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, really cool story. Obviously, we all root for American golfers over, you know, international golfers. So super cool to see him come out of California and have the success that he's had. And uh, he's also hilarious on Barstool's Pardon my take uh podcast he's both a good golfer and uh and pretty charismatic
0: yeah the only thing i'll say though about like the european golfers is like more and more so they're playing their college golf in in the u.s so oh, like um uh, victor hovland obviously oklahoma state um there's this hilarious video uh on the writer on like the europe Ryder cup instagram of like uh all the players put on these headphones and they're like this is victor Hovland's uh favorite song and it's like the h- most hardcore death metal you've ever heard and people are like wait what yeah. there's like this is what victor listens to um so that, that's a great video uh sep straka like he's like he's got like a thick georgian accent obviously matt matt fitzpatrick went to northwestern uh in evanston where i'm from so you know yes they are from europe but like a lot of them you know they they, they have a lot of american vibes to them too yeah yeah, ROM, ASU, boo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, that's enough uh, golf talk. Uh, but, uh, yeah, golf season kind of wrapped up until uh, next year. Um, with uh, And then when we start getting to, like, you know, the Masters and stuff like that. But um, before we get into uh staker swap, um, obviously going to talk a little NFL recap action. Um, my personal biggest takeaway from Sunday was just the Bills reestablishing themselves as the second best team in the AFC, I think it's fair to say. Um, and so, you know, obviously uh, an abysmal week one uh, against the Jets um, that left a lot of people thinking like, is this team done? Like, you know, did they miss their window kind of thing? Um, so after that week one loss to the Jets, uh, Bills were 11 to one for the Super Bowl and Josh Allen was 12 to one to an MVP. And then after their week four win against the Dolphins, Bills now seven to one to the Super Bowl, but the more impressive one is Josh Allen is now the MVP favorite at plus at plus three fifty. Um, Josh Allen will not be discussed on this week's Staker swap, but um, any thought any thoughts on uh, on those movements? I like them. Uh, the Dolphins definitely laid an egg.
1: I'm not ready to write that team off. Uh, we've t- talked at length about to his injury risk on this podcast. I still think that needs to be factored in, but big butt <laughs> it's a joke um uh Tua, if he stays healthy like that team's gonna be rolling a little bit better receivers of course you know you could argue tyreek or stefan diggs I'd, I'd lean tyreek uh Jalen waddle still not healthy right um I, I believe he did play he played it was, it was a concussion the week earlier um yeah not like a lower yeah, body injury body injury, right? injury yeah so I, I I get it. Like the Bills obviously whooped them. Uh, I'm just still not ready to write off the Dolphins just yet. Um, I this might be a hot take. I trust Mike McDaniel more than I trust Sean McDermott. So um, you know, again, this is so predicated on Tua not having another concussion, which in my opinion has like a forty percent chance of happening. So, but I I like the head coach a little bit better. And then, you know, probably give us slight edge to the receivers and better running game for sure, right? Miami, instead of Buffalo's. But look, head to heads, all the matters. and If they play each other, like clearly the Buffalo had their numbers. So,
0: yeah, um, you know, the, the only thing is that I think a lot of people were maybe, and maybe the dolphins were riding pretty high off that 70 point, uh, performance against the Broncos. And, and then we see Justin fields light up the Broncos for, uh, three quarters and so maybe it's like yeah okay you know maybe that study point performance isn't as impressive you know broncos defense is is horrendous and they kind of gave up and so um you know maybe it's it's somewhere in between the bronco the game against the broncos and the game against the bills you know i'm not saying they're as you know as bad as they were in the second half against the bills uh, but i'm also saying they're not as they're not as good as what we saw against the broncos so um i'm not writing off the dolphins by any stretch but um i do think that game was the bills reestablishing themselves as the best team in the afc east and the second best team in the in the afc
1: yeah uh,
0: yeah again uh i i
1: would put that pecking order i mean kansas city looked bad on uh on sunday night mahomes looked very un un mahomes like um i still do trust andy reed and mahomes more than any other quarterback head coach duo in the league so i get that what's your thoughts on the bengals man is this team done like they've looked they look really bad. Um, the odds makers still aren't sold that the Bengals are down and out. You can still find uh, the Bengals at 28 to one at FanDuel and 25 to one at Bet Rivers for a team that's one and three. So, you know, I guess the, the wager is that they could pull out of that division and, you know, maybe eclipse the Ravens who are the leader right now, but they've looked, they've looked really bad.
0: Yeah. So, Joe Burrows clearly hurt. Um, I'm trying to figure out when their bye week is because, like, that man needs his bye yeah. week. Uh, yeah, it looks ASF. like it's um,
1: seven, week seven.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. So my, my feeling would be to hold off on any sort of Bengals decisions until, until after that bye week because um, I could see him really needing that a week off to get healthy. Um, I don't think the Bengals all of a sudden stink. I just think he's he's hurt and he's not the same type of mobile quarterback. He's getting rid of the ball faster, not being able to yeah. go downfield as much. Uh, so I think that's my feeling with the Bengals. Also, not to mention the Steelers look terrible and the Browns without yeah. you know Deshaun Watson. Um, even with Deshaun, you know the Browns have a great defense, but um, without Deshaun Watson, they look terrible. So um, you know, odds but makers he should, are by saying should, that he
1: should be back. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, Nick Nick
1: Chubb is is the the massive gap there. We'll see if Kareem Hunt and um, and Ford can fill that that massive uh, that hole. But uh, their offensive line is really really good. Cleveland's is so I think they will figure it out. But uh, yeah, going to be a a fun divisional race. I agree. The Steelers are so obviously the worst team in that division like by a landslide. I know they're in second place, but yeah, they the, the Steelers stink.
0: Um, but in regards to the Chiefs, though, I mean, yeah, they didn't look great against, uh, you know, the Jets. But, until you know, they have the crown, right? They have the belt, the championship belt. And so um, until, until I, you know, see otherwise, um, I'm just going to assume that they're going to be the, you know, I'm, I'm not going to ever really bet against them to lose a game um, when, when it matters. <clears throat> um, and then before we move on, any, any thoughts on the Bears or? Or no, do you want to pass uh, the, on
1: that? Yeah, the, just the uh, biggest comeback, uh, biggest forgiven, you know, whatever the word is. They they gave up the biggest lead in the history of the Bears. No, no Bears team in the history of the Chicago Bears franchise has ever been up 21 and lost a game. So just absolutely embarrassing. Um, Chase Claypool, what's going on with them? Is he even on the team? Is he not on the team? Who knows? But, um, yeah, I mean, look, Adam Schefter tweeted this out. It's, you know, my opinion before last week's game already was moving on to next season, but Adam Schefter tweeted at this point in time, we have the Carolina Panthers first pick, So we have the number one overall pick and the second overall pick. So, uh, a Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, Jr. Back-to-back <laughs> draft picks is, uh, the would be the best thing that's happened in a long time, but. Uh, the fact that we're already talking about next season after 4 weeks of football tells you how the bear season's going.
0: Yeah. And uh yeah, and there was nothing but uh optimism um a month ago. Yeah. Um Okay. All right. Uh that that so that will so th- that'll, that'll wrap it up for uh for the depressing Chicago corner uh for this week's episode. But uh before we get to sticker swap, um time to do a little trivia. For, uh it's time for for Luke learns. Um so uh luke did you did you watch the uh the chiefs jets game on uh on sunday night indeed um there was
1: uh, a yeah, <laughs> yeah this girl taylor swift was was on camera a lot i, I wasn't quite sure who she was it's obviously a massive yeah. amount of sarcasm i'm not
0: i'm not familiar um but uh th- there was a controversial slide there uh at the end um that uh betters um were not were not loving um where uh Chiefs had a three-point lead. Mahomes running towards the end zone uh, and then slides um, in front of the end zone, too, which was which is a smart play. But if you had the the Chiefs close anywhere between nine and a half to seven and a half point favorites, and so you know if you had any of those numbers, and then if you had a teaser that was at nine or nine and a half, uh, obviously uh, that that killed your teaser. Um, so no no touchdown scored there. However, earlier in the game, Mahomes threw his two hundredth passing touchdown in his career, Um, it was in his eight, that was his 84th career game. So he becomes the, he becomes uh, the player to get to 200 passing touchdowns in the fewest number of games in 84 games. Um, Who did he pass um, to set that record? So who, before Mahomes, who had the fewest number of games to reach 200 passing touchdowns?
1: Is that 84 starts or just 84 games from when he was
0: drafted? Um, 84th career game he's played in. Okay. Um. Um, and so I'll give you a hint. Um, this person played part of his career during our lifetimes, um, but not, not anyone uh, in recent memory steve young close uh dan marino Marino. dan marino um held the record with 89 games played to get the 200 passing uh, touchdowns and so now mahomes beat that by five games he is now the fastest player to get to 200 passing touchdowns uh and so uh we will now yeah. pass it uh to this edition of stake or swap <laughs> Uh, we'll be talking about the Chiefs division rival, the LA Chargers, uh currently 22 to 1 odds uh to win the Super Bowl at MGM. Uh Luke, we can start with you first. Are you staking or swapping the Chargers?
1: Yeah. Um so I spent the weekend in Southern California, talked to a ton of Chargers fans down here uh, in like the San Diego area. Of course, they've since moved to Los Angeles, but was in San Diego for uh, 30 years. Um And I am swapping the chargers at 22 to one before they almost lost to the Raiders, everyone that I spoke to. And it's always interesting to get insiders takes on teams because you can watch them on TV, but they follow their teams way more intensely than we do. Um, Brandon Staley is on the hot seat, was on the hot seat before this game. If he loses that game to the Raiders, I think he might, might might've been fired on Monday morning. Um, So he's on the hot seat. The defense is terrible. Uh, I realized Khalil Mack had a career game against a rookie quarterback, um, from a thing that went to Purdue. So, okay. You know, he had a good, uh, rebound game, but he apparently has not been playing well. Bosa hasn't been in the field. No Austin Eckler, no Derwin James. Mike Williams has done for the year. Like this team is just a disaster. Herbert's stat line against the Raiders was 13 of 24, 167 passing yards, one TD, one peck um they are also the second worst defense by yards given up through four weeks um the worst defense in the league is the denver broncos so this team has so many problems um i don't understand the 22 to 1. if you have a charger's future i would highly encourage you to sell that 22 to 1 odds because this team ain't
0: it is there is there like a hold option like (laughs) stake swap or hold um I don't I don't, I don't we'll think, I don't think one. it doesn't that doesn't have the same ring to it. Um but because I'm not ready to swap them, I guess that would means I I would stake them. Um and so the other week I picked the uh the Vikings and stake or swap and it was before the Vikings and Chargers played each other and I was like split on those two teams because I'm like they're both they were both 0-2 and, yeah. and in my mind I was like the winner of this game that's kind of who I like and I I kind of and I picked the Vikings for that game but um I like their schedule coming up um and I, once Austin Eckler gets back I I don't I just think that they have a, they have a couple more wins under their belt here and you know the the Chargers were never higher than 22 to 1 and so it's like if you're sitting at at your cost I'm Sorry to interrupt you. So there, there's, there's, they, 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 play, they play they play the Cowboys <laughs> they play the Cowboys uh and then the Chiefs sorry sorry sorry, sorry. They, have, they have they have a bye week this week right they have a yeah. bye week this week and then they play the Cowboys right so um I realize the Cowboys are good, but I'm I like the rest the rest advantage right. They're going to be coming off a bye week. Uh, then you play but, at the Chiefs. Listen, we've seen them play the Chiefs tough, right? Like uh, last last year, you know, they almost won that game um, on that Thursday night. So bye week, two tough games, but then versus the Bears at the Jets, uh, home versus the Lions at the Packers. Um, I don't know. I, I just think I think they they have a couple they have a couple more wins in them, and so just like. I will swap them, but I would just hold them because they're at twenty two to one right now. That's kind of like their baseline. And um I don't know. I I I do think they have a couple of wins in them. So um I, I guess like I said, I want to hold them, but for purposes of this, I will I'll be staking uh the Chargers. Um you know, two wins in a row. I love the Lions um, so much. We didn't even get to talk about them. I love that team. Which team? The Lions. They're eh. they're so great um I'm still I'm still not giving up on my on the Packers that that, that was my preseason I'll, pick yeah, they in. look bad
1: they look bad but I agree with you I think both of those teams are legit but they,
0: they laid an egg on Thursday um next team we're gonna talk about um the Houston Texans um currently plus 475 to to win the AFC South um and then semi-related I, I wrote this down uh D'Amico Ryan's Twelve to one to win Coach of the Year right now. Uh, the AFC South can be found at DraftKings. The Coach of the Year can be found at MGM. Uh, I'm go. will go first. I am staking um, the Texans and and uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Um, CJ Stroud ranks third in passing yards uh, per attempt right uh, yards per attempt Stroud ranks third uh the the two people above him are tua is number one and brock Purdy is number two that's that's uh who's better than him in, in yards per attempt uh stroud has still not thrown an in, in interception i know we talked about that the other week um that's crazy and um and i love their and i love their schedule coming up right again this schedule the schedule is the better than the, than the chargers um <laughs> they're at atlanta um who's coming off a london game they're home versus the saints which I watched that Saints Bucks game because I picked the Saints and Survivor. And Derek Carr's either either injured or or their offense stinks. They have not scored an offensive touchdown since yeah. the first half of last week. Then a bye week, then at Carolina, home versus Tampa Bay, at the Bengals, home versus the Cardinals, home versus Jags, home versus Broncos, home uh, at Jets, at Titans. They have a really easy schedule. Um, and so uh I, I love that. So before the season, their win total was five and a half, and now it's up to seven and a half, and the over is is minus one twenty. So they've already, you know, obviously they've won some games and and they're they're exceeding expectations. Uh, and then just the last point is, I just think the other teams in the AFC South stink. Um, the Jags and Titans right now, their win totals only eight and a half right now, right? And so the oddsmakers saying that basically the the Jags or the Titans are, are projected to have one more win, but yet I can get the the Texans at plus 475. Um, and then just on top of that, if the Texans do win this division, um, I think D'Amico Ryans for coach of the year would be a, a real good shot. And so it's almost like, do you want the Texans at plus 475 to win the division? Or do you want D'Amico Ryans at 12 to 1? Um, obviously not totally correlated, but um, I would, I would, Sprinkle a little bit on the on the coach of the year pick. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So kind of two two staker swaps there for Ian. Um, I will swap the Texans win the AFC South, and I would stake D'Amico Ryan to win coach of the year. Again, as always with this segment, I am saying that Demico Ryan win coach of the year's odds will go down from twelve to one. I'm not sure he wins it, um, but man, do I like him, and man, do I think the Texans have looked pretty solid this year. So, but so back to the divisional pick i just i still believe in the jaguars i know they've looked really you know sluggish and like calvin ridley and and trevor lawrence haven't really been on the same page yet of course the game was in london so like discount that for a little bit just you know really long flight they, they're playing in london again you see yeah, that yeah, yeah yeah they're staying there <laughs> yeah like that kind of what a crappy draw for Jacksonville. that doesn't seem well, fair so
0: the the the, the it's it's because the owner like the owner they talked about moving the Jags to London like there was like there was like real talk about like yeah. putting them in, in London to kind of broaden the, the fan base yeah he's a uh he's an Illinois
1: guy it's like an auto parts guy. yeah Shahid Khan um owner of the Jaguars but um yeah like, I still have faith in them I know they've underperformed but I still think they eventually are the champions of the AFC South so holding out some faith with them but like I said man I love D'Amico Ryan's I think CJ Stroud is so obviously the best quarterback in the league so far. I know it's early, but and we all thought Mac Jones other, was the to be. the rookies. rookies, of course, yeah. Um, rookies, the rookies, the, those top three guys. Um, but, um, you know, we also thought Mac Jones was going to be the best, and he looks like his career is quickly coming to an end in New England. He's looked really, really bad. So, um, so yeah, I will uh, swap the, the Texans divisional bet, but I'll stake the D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year bet
0: you know the the bears could use a, an ohio state quarterback um uh, like this yeah uh, I like. Right, uh,
1: yeah i don't i don't really believe in like where these guys went to college like they're these quarterbacks are who they are before they spent you know two and a half three years in college but yeah shrouds look looked great for an ohio state quarterback
0: yeah so um i've been cold recently on these staker swaps so i need to get back uh back on it because i was i was doing great um Last uh, podcast season and uh, your, your boy's been cold recently. So uh, take it for what that's worth, but it's time to get back on the, uh, on the winning train. Um, I'm, I'm staking the the Texans. So uh, that will do it uh, for this week's episode. One quick note. Um, we will be off next week. Luke and I will be in Las Vegas for the global gaming expo. Um, so uh, if you're in town, if you're in town Vegas for, uh, for that conference or just because there's no bad time to be in Vegas, uh, definitely uh Let us know, shoot us an email, info, I-N-F-O at propswap.com. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and we will talk to you in two weeks.